Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Now, welcome, everybody. We'll bring you the latest to the uh, Russia-Ukraine situation. Also, the horrific run-up in gas prices. Next hour, Alex Stone with ABC News will come on and update us there. Although, we can only tell you the prospects are not good. <laughs> you need to buy gas. I did see a poll that one out of three say they are cutting back some driving. Oh, due to the inflating gas prices. They're going to. This will cause a recession. The price I know, of, but we're in an inflation. How do we how do we we're gonna go right back to a recession? We'll have we'll have an inflation and a recession at the same time. Oh, there's a term for that, isn't there? Stagflation. <clears throat> Stagflation. I That's like right. that one. Hasn't been uh, seen in uh, forty years. Well, there's a lot of things happening that haven't been seen. Yeah. <laughs> seen right. Because we have incompetent boobs running the country. This, and this is a, it, it, it's, it's, what's really awful about this is a lot of it is self-created. If we had the policies we used to have, you wouldn't see this going on. But we have a bunch of idiotic policies that are that's ruining the economy right in front of our eyes. All right, so I'll update you on all that uh, coming up a bit later on. Uh, the California Democratic Party, and I'm not joking. They had their state convention, but they did it virtually. I guess they're still afraid of COVID. Oh, they're in of hiding. Of course they are. Of course they are, because they're fragile little little wieners. I saw a story today that suddenly, in the last two weeks, all the New York City office workers have come back. The trains are full again. Just like that. Everybody realized once the Omicron thing faded a couple weeks ago, it's time to get back to life. But well, you not would... for the California Democrats and the people that run this state. We still have to stay no, in hiding. No, we, no, we are in... The most bizarre city in the most bizarre state in the country. What we're experiencing here the last two years is unlike the experience of most everywhere else. I, because, I, went, I went in the grocery store over the weekend and nearly 100% masked. I was the only yeah, one Yeah, I saw 50-50 where I went. Not West Side Boy. 
Really, the West Side too. I thought they would be these no, kind of weenies. We got, uh, we got, we got, we got church members. I, I don't know whether they're virtue signaling that they're that they're progressives or or they're all uh, got, they're hypochondriacs. I guess I don't know what it is, but a hundred percent in my grocery store wearing masks. And then they, oh, even they had were. A... I'm sorry. I thought you said the opposite. No, no. You said wearing masks. You said not wearing masks. No, the hundred percent wearing masks. I was the only one not wearing a mask. Supposedly it's up to the store, so I kind of look for a sign just because I don't want to cause trouble. They had uh, they had a sign at the front saying it's optional. Oh, they did. And, no, they, and then don't wear it. Yeah, ev- yeah I no, I didn't wear it. But every but they want to show they're considerate for you. <laughs> well, they don't. I have, care they don't about have, you. They don't have the disease. I'm containing my viral load from you. Literally nobody in in my zip code has the disease right now. <laughs> Yesterday the report came back zero. There were no cases reported in my zip code. People could have it and not even know it. They didn't test. <laughs> so I mean it's really it's just really fascinating because you know you have an entire sections of the country where nobody's been wearing masks for a year, right? You go down south, you go to Texas, you go to Florida. There there's virtually nobody. Then you come to the west side of LA specifically my zip code, my block, my supermarket, and everybody's got one on. And it's like you walked into a Twilight Zone episode. The 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 the, the masks of the damned. And I, you know the difference I saw? Restaurants, no masks where I am. Right. But grocery stores, yeah, it was like 70, 80% masking. So it kind of depended on the situation. Everybody well, just right. decided. Because so- the restaurant thing was stupid. You walk in the door... With a mask on, you go to your table. Ten seconds later, your mask is off for the right. rest of the meal. Everyone realized that one's silly. So are the same people who go to the restaurant and they're not wearing masks going to the grocery store and wearing masks? Probably, yes. <laughs> and I don't know what the difference is. There is and no I kept difference. Thinking, I don't remember reading stories about big outbreaks coming out of grocery stores there, and restaurants. There never was. There never was, right. There never was. So this is not something that it has nothing to do with, with, with facts or rational thinking or observant thinking not, not at all it's 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 an emotional response or it's a tribal response right it's kind of like another version of the the soccer guys in mexico smashing each other over the head it, it's some tribal impulse to show that you care you will take the utmost caution for your fellow man i don't right. know maybe it's a signal that they didn't vote for trump i don't know it's crazy you know, though the thing we actually learned even in the first year of this you need somebody's viral load in your face for a while. And it's like, you know, you pass somebody in a grocery store or you're sitting uh, 10 tables uh, away in a restaurant. You're not going to get their uh, COVID. Get out of here. Zero. A lot of it was uh, done in the home. Yeah. Workers well, came home with COVID and then they hung out with their family. And uh, there it is. The viral load's in the air and you suck it in. Nobody got it in the restaurant. Nobody got it in the supermarket. It's just a manifestation of hypochondria and hysteria. So these California state Democrats got together over the weekend for their convention, which I that started this conversation virtually, right? They couldn't be together because that's just too risky. And apparently one after another got up there to talk about the big issues facing the state. And apparently all it was was voting rights. That seemed to be their and they had a, they had a new hook. Because of the invasion of Ukraine is a threat to democracy, just like the attack on American voting rights is. What, what voting rights in California? What are they talking about? And they're they're not talking about, about California. They're talking about the states that's passed these new voting bills. This is California. Not us. We're, no, not we're, us. We have a crime siege, a homeless siege. Uh, inflation's really bad. Uh, the unemployment's really high in California. Yeah. It's one of the highest in the nation. Hardly anybody talked about that. Apparently, only the attorney general 
because he's running for re-election. But when he talked about crime, he was more concerned about ghost guns. Ghost guns. Ghost guns. That was his big thing. Yeah. <laughs> Another fake issue. And sex traffickers. Finally, he mentioned organized retail theft rings. That was about it. Well, mentioning this stuff doesn't change anything. You have to do something. Right. But we have come to the point where they don't even mention uh, the homelessness and the crime. So there's something wrong with this crowd of Democrats. There's really oh, something wrong. I, I wish people would stop voting for these crackpots. I'm wondering if the day is coming because we just did that poll a couple of weeks ago where overwhelming numbers picked crime and homelessness as mm -hmm. the top issues. And these people get together and none of them talk about it. All they, they're concerned they, about is voting rights, they, they, democracy, attacks on democracy. I don't, you know, that's made up nonsense. That That's just phony baloney nonsense. The, um, so I guess they, they feel they're 100% bulletproof. Nothing bad can happen. They may be right. I don't know. They could be right. I don't, that, that, Newsom's not going to lose unless we so, have some sort of earthquake. So so the, the public is that comatose? How can you be upset with all the uh, homeless bodies in the street and all the all the suffering from the crime, all the damage from the crime. And how can you not notice that we have high unemployment and ridiculous inflation and, and not want to clean out everybody in government? Like what, what is, what is, you talk about cognitive dissonance. What is wrong? Like that story we did last week, that Orange County Assemblywoman who sent out a picture of a tent encampment on a sidewalk and basically said, how does this happen? Who's responsible? That tells you, they're not paying any attention in Sacramento. How do you? And, and, and these, 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 these types, they only care about national and international issues. They're always like, oh, I've got to be, be in the forefront of climate change and democracy and attacks on voting rights. Instead, people live in their lives here in California looking around going, there's a homeless encampment on every corner. There's crime reports all the time. Why aren't you paying attention to this? Not to mention, you know, the other big topic, which is gas prices and inflation. I, I Are just, they talking about any of that? No. I've never seen so many fake issues and so much ignorance of the real issues. And it's got to be willful. I mean, they can't be that detached and insane, right? Yeah. I, I, or maybe they are. I don't know. They don't talk to people anymore. The public doesn't get to interact with these officials. Most people don't know their names, don't know what they look like, don't really know what offices they hold. But much of what you're seeing in California is self-inflicted because you don't have these issues in other states. You, you, you have them where you have progressive politicians who have, uh, you know, destroyed all the criminal justice laws or refused to enforce them. Same thing with the homeless. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampoos, KFI. AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, one of the brilliant, long-time El Segundo Times columnists that we enjoy picking apart every now and then is Steve Lopez. He did a number on the cost of the homeless housing. Another audit came out of the Proposition HHH money that the voters passed back in 2016, a $1.2 billion housing bond. And the title of the column is Spending $800,000 for a Single Unit of Homeless Housing is a red flag. A red flag. Yeah, that's as far as he goes. A red it's flag. It's a red flag. <laughs> Not gross, obscene, disgusting corruption by a bunch of criminals. He uh, says, it, six years flag. later, I expected a different picture than the one we're looking at now. 
We all knew it'd be impossible to erect 10,000 units overnight and bring immediate relief to the city's homeless. But in fact, a 10-year timeline was laid out. Yeah. But then he goes through the numbers. Wait, wait, Only 1,142 units have been completed. Wait a second. He expected a different picture? See, this is the problem with progressives. They have this religious belief in government. How in, what evidence in 2016 was there that the city was actually going to execute this Proposition <laughs> HHH plan? This is what I'd like to ask Steve Lopez if we had a dialogue. It's like, where, where did you get the idea they would be able to do this? Yeah, what large government construction program hey, impressed you and this, that this, you knew this was going to be a breeze? This is what's weird. I like to attack their, their logic. Is like you, you're a columnist for the LA Times for a lot of years. You've been writing about these guys. Everybody knows Garcetti is a clown, right? And the LA City Council, if they're not clowns, they're outright criminals. And some of them are actually in prison or going to prison. So what, and then you know the bureaucrats, right? Just Deadwood. These are people that no self-respecting Fortune 500 company would hire for any responsible position. You wouldn't have them run the cafeteria. I mean, government is, is created as a jobs program for the stupid. And, and so how could, you, how could you expect that this was, would have gone better? I, I don't understand it based on what evidence. So the first thing he cites is, well, six years later, construction costs are rising tremendously, as we all know, under the inflationary pressures. The average per unit cost of projects under construction, originally estimated at 375000 went from 531000 in 2020 to just shy of $600,000 last year. That's, that's just corruption because you could build tiny homes very cheaply yes and 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 tell these people you have to go in there or you're under arrest well here's a tiny home for you go in there if we catch you outside you know sleeping on the sidewalk you're under arrest and we're going to arrest you every night and this would end the response from one of the housing hacks was well it's not all hhh money we use that money to leverage other money from other government sources who cares? At least, at least, yeah, Lopez says, well, that's still taxpayer dollars. I it, mean, you're trying to minimize it. It's still $837,000. It doesn't matter how many pots the money came from. It's $837,000 for a homeless guy. So it's, he, it's, talked, I, 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 he talked to a couple of builders, and they came up with a few good things. One developer says it's like impossible to even get cabinets right now because of the supply line problems. But another developer said this. If you have 10 sources of funding, each one has an attorney, and each one drives us utterly crazy with requirements, said developer Tom Safran. And he said that drags out the process for years. So why, why do it? Why have this process? Plus, I, HHH requires prevailing wage for workers. Oh, and that's a trap. We know that. That means that there are various hiring and work rules enforced along with union pay scales. Well, well, that's going to add to the price, too. Well, see, it's the thing. I'm saying it shouldn't have been that way. These were all bad decisions made by not smart people. Just put out the tiny homes. Well, and that's funny you said that because one woman he talked to was Deborah LaFranchi, founder of something called SDS Capital Group. They're building supportive housing in L.A. for as little as 200000 a unit in two years or less. She says that various private sectors investors have contributed to a $150 million yeah. fund, and it involves no public financing. 
She says if you took what LA's doing with the nearly $600,000 average cost of these HHH units, it would cost $96 billion to house each person currently experiencing homelessness in California. That is more than 45% of the state's general fund budget. Right. So in other words, it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. Everybody knows it's impossible, but they don't care about putting a rational system together. They get up every morning and they do the same stupid thing. Uh, now, you know, Kevin DeLeon claims he's running for mayor. Yeah. Um, he says he has a tiny home village, 117 structures with 224 beds. So I guess... Mostly it's two beds to a structure. And it's a per unit cost of $55,000. Yeah, they, they put it uh, in Highland Park. Well, uh, why aren't they doing that? Why isn't that the standard for everything? I, I mean, Does that, it have that, supportive that, services so that these people have what they need for counseling and psychological services you know, that, and drug and alcohol and that, mental health? and That's a cover story. This this is costing one fifteenth what Garcetti's program is costing. Garcetti's is spending fifteen times as much money as this tiny housing uh, development. The, the, I do that. Just do whatever that is. Do that. Oh, I guess the problem is the city council only set aside one hundred and twenty million dollars of the HHH money for cheaper and faster housing well, designs. That's a fraction of the money. Well, De Leon says that, that's not enough. Then set aside all the money. I, I, I understand. Everybody say, explains the reasons in this story. Well, why did you make those decisions? And they don't work, clearly. So make other decisions. Keep hey, going down the same hole. I, I, I don't understand it. It's like you're standing on the roof of your house during a thunderstorm, and you're getting soaked. Well, why are you standing on the roof? Get inside. If you make bad decisions and they don't work, Make good decisions. Everybody knows what the good decisions would be. And instead, everybody has this lengthy explanation. Well, you know, see, in government, we got 10 sources of funding, and they all have attorneys, and everybody's got... So don't do that. What do I care? I don't want to hear a, a laundry list of all your weirdo bureaucratic problems. You, you, made, you made a mess of this. This, this, is a, this is a complete disaster. So don't, don't tell me how you created the disaster. Stop. Stop making it worse. Stop doing this. NBC News also did a story on California and L.A. pouring billions of taxpayer dollars into fighting homelessness with little to show for it. But, you know, their big thing here is they're blaming rising housing costs. It, it is. No, it's not. You can you can build the tiny homes. Well, uh, DeLeon said it's 55,000 a tiny home. Garcetti, 837,000. Yeah, that's going to have to do. You can't build somebody a $600,000 apartment. No, and, and nobody ever intended that. Not a Because single... you know what their response is? Well, tiny homes is not permanent housing. No one well, can yeah, exist there for long. It's well, too confining. No, it I... doesn't serve their needs. No excuses. No. It might as well be a shelter. You know what that is? That's because they don't want to solve the problem. They just want to have a six-figure job administrating the problem, and they want to reward all their corrupt buddies by giving them contracts to construct these $800,000 apartments. It's all about corruption. None of it's about, of course they have talking points. Well, you know what we really want to do here? No, you don't. Because in the end, you're not doing it. What did they build? A thousand? 
A thousand of these units? Yeah. Okay. So we've got at least 70,000 people in the streets in L.A. County. And over the last five years, six years now, they built a thousand units. It means they're not interested in building units. They're interested in, in giving lucrative contracts to their political donors who build the units. And they're interested in having large administrations filled with useless cubicle employees who push paper around as they try to figure out 10 layers of bureaucratic snarl. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, we told you to hoard gasoline. We're headed towards 7 bucks a gallon rapidly. We'll talk to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, after 4 o'clock. I heard a report this morning that people that always do this when gas prices spike a little higher, they go to, like, Costco and line up. Apparently, the line was unbelievable before it opened this morning. Went on for, like, miles. I don't know how much lower the price is at Costco. I haven't been there in a while. I, but don't, I don't get standing in line. I really don't. Sitting in your car, you're not standing, but... but you know what I mean. I, I don't get lines. You must really you must really have no value for your time, right? Because as bad as the gas prices are, you're not going to save that much at Costco. Yeah, and if you it's think, 30 to 40 cents lower a gallon, you know, you do the math. How many gallons are you going to pick up? And, you know, you're right, saving so, some bucks. So, but. so if it's 40 cents in a, in a 20-gallon uh, tank, what is that, $8? Eight, uh, some people so, just, I it's don't know. the principle of the thing. Do you make, want to feel like they're... Do you make more than $8 an hour? <laughs> yeah, really. You should make, you, you should find something to uh, make money in an hour, not sit there. Uh, the big story that broke last week was the arrest of uh, Sherry Papini, the Reading woman who apparently faked her own kidnapping in 2016 and disappeared for a few weeks and then showed up looking beaten and disheveled and frail. Branded. But over, and branded. My but over a period part. of time, her story did not hold up, although it's weird that it took them uh, six years to charge her. Or that's... Well, that's only because of the DNA they eventually discovered. Yes. It was a fluke. Otherwise, they never would have. Uh, they just didn't have any proof. Yeah. Well, uh, there may be more criminal charges filed against other people in the case. The Daily Mail over the weekend appears to be the only outlet who has identified the ex. And I guess he was a ex-fiancé that um, took her in when she fled from her Reading home and faked her kidnapping. She ended up in Orange County. And he's identified as James Reyes, who they say works at a sports shop as a clerk. And he revealed that uh, they were childhood sweethearts. They actually were engaged at one time, but their relationship ended. She went on and she married this Papini fella. But then in 2015, supposedly he found a box of uh, pictures and old mementos from their relationship. And he sent it to her parents, who I think also lived in Orange County. And then suddenly Papini contacted him and said uh, she needs an escape, that her husband is battering her. And in 2016, I guess, is when she made the move. And she went and stayed with him in Orange County. He claims, though, that um, he slept on the couch. There was no sex. That's what he's saying. So he's going to get thrown in prison now and he didn't even have any sex. Well, I'm not saying he's going to that be was charged. A, However, when yeah. you read the story... That was badly managed. I think he's a possible...
person that might be charged because he helped her fake her injuries. In fact, he says he shot a pellet gun at her. He says yeah. he never hit her or touched her, but he did shoot a pellet gun at her to help her. What about her. the hockey puck story? Yeah, that was from was last that week. That's not in. I, yeah, that, that, I think he, that, that he, was an example. <clears throat> they, they said something like, well, what could I do? How about if you shoot hockey pucks at me? I don't know that he actually did that, but he is admitting in this story. And I think this is coming from some of the indictment papers that he did shoot a, a pellet gun. He looks like a genius, doesn't he? He, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's a big guy with a beard. Yeah. And what was weird, I think I saw this guy on Channel 2 last week, but I don't think he was identified as the ex in the story. He just seemed to, or he was more of identified as an ex who knew Papini, but not the one that was harboring her. I'd say I'd have to look up the story again, but that's the way I remember the interview being conducted. Um, yes, you are right. Male DNA found on Papini's underwear led police to Reyes's father. Can anybody explain that to me? Well, that's why I don't believe um, that they didn't have sex. And then eventually they got a hold uh, of this 37-year-old who confessed to his role in the deception. Because it wasn't the match because some family member showed up on an Ancestry website database? Yeah, I think it's database. the father. Yeah. yeah. I think it was his father. When they oh, went right. to question the father, they realized, well, the son used to be in a relationship with right. her. They, they, He's they, probably the one that was uh, harboring her. Because the police go through these Ancestry sites all the time. Right. And then they, they, they run DNA matches in their computer system, and they got a ping on some DNA that they harvested out of her underwear. Now, what I know you can get DNA from any part of the body. But when the DNA is in the underwear, what's that likely to be? But it's the father's DNA. Well, it was a, it was a match. Was he handling her underwear? No, I, I think the dad probably was on the website. Oh, I see. And then they use that relative's DNA. Oh, okay. That matched what was in her pants there. Yeah, see, that's not the way it's worded here well, in the, uh, you the know, Daily these, Mail. These are $8 an hour uh, 20-year-old writers. <laughs> Much of what's written now on these news websites, on a lot of sites, is incoherent. It really is. Oh, no, you're probably right. When DNA found on Papini's underwear led cops to Reyes' father, you're right. That's yeah. probably what it, it probably was his DNA, which led them to his father because there's a connection between All right, that's it. That makes sense. I don't think Dad was taking a shot at her. I was trying to figure that part out. Uh, you know, his story is going to be that he really thought she was in an abusive relationship and was just trying to help her. But at some point, he must have known that everybody's looking for this woman. She's claiming she was kidnapped, well, and he knew that not to be true. So that could be a problem it for was, him. It was one of those 24-hour national news stories, right? Because it was yes. a missing blonde woman. Right. Missing now, attractive blonde woman. So, you, you know, that, that took over. He didn't notice it. The question is sure. also, what did the, ex, what did the husband, Keith Papini, know? Because he was spending money that was raised. Uh, he used uh, 8000 bucks of donations to... To uh, to pay off some of his personal credit cards. Good one. Well, bring I... Sherry home. GoFundMe page raked in almost forty forty nine thousand dollars altogether. God. But he did reimburse more than thirty thousand dollars from to the state compensation board. I don't know what kind of crazy. Oh no, she got that right. Uh, she claimed she claimed that she was having multiple affairs during her marriage. Oh, and Keith works at Best Buy. No, oh. so the Daily uh, Mail says it was a sports goods store. So she married. Oh the, no, the husband works the, at Best yeah, Buy. Yeah, yeah, right. the husband's at Best Buy. The uh, the, the fiance, ex. the fiance was uh, at a sporting sports goods, goods store. So. Yeah, 
I guess Best Buy, I guess that's a step up, right? I I don't know. She was marrying up there. Um, so she stayed in his apartment, never left the place, and uh, he covered for her for a few weeks until he drove her back up north and dropped her off. So she looked uh, like she was beaten. And then, of course, uh, the woke media loves the fact that she blamed a couple of Hispanic women, and that just sends chills down the spines of the woke people who... <laughs> Once again, believe it's another racist act. <laughs> well, nobody be- believed it, though. Nobody. That's what I was. That's exactly what I thought. Did nobody believe that anyway? No, as soon as she so said take that, take heart. Nobody saw that and said, "Oh yeah, we knew that." Oh, no, I, I knew for Latinos sure. Latinos always kidnapping people, of course. Yeah, women. Latino women. <laughs> women can, kidnapping white thing. women, and not not demanding anything. They didn't want any money or any kind of <laughs> ransom. Sure, that happens every day. All right, we got more coming up. John again. Johnny Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampoo, KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 4 o'clock, the high gas prices, especially here in California, but around the country. In fact, we'll give you a breakout of just how much you could be saving on these high prices of gasoline if California did something about its outrageous gas taxes. If you move to another state, yeah, probably save about $1.50. We're heading towards seven dollars a gallon, if not there, in some places already. Some places, yeah. I mean, we put a we put a thing up on our uh, John and Ken page over the weekend. A it, thing, uh, a photo of a mobile <laughs> here in L.A. Mobile oh, station. Yeah. Uh, regular was six ninety five. Uh, the middle grade was seven twenty five, and uh, super plus seven fifty five. There you go. Now, pretty soon that'll be everywhere. Yeah. I mean, just the, the rise in prices I just the saw past two weeks since this invasion began. At one of those Arco stations, which is usually usually cheaper, you know, it comes with an AMPM market. Yeah, those are the ones where you don't use a credit card. You, that's why they save you some money. Yeah, it was 540. You cash or a debit card. It was 559 for, for, the, for the lowest grade of regular. Yeah, well. I mean, five. Figure you'll pay. What are you going to do? I know we got to pump more oil. Pump more oil. <laughs> pump more oil. It's the only way. It's the only way out. You got to we'll increase also, the supply. We'll also, give you uh, possible reasons why the Russians are stuck in terms of uh, that huge convoy of uh, military equipment that has been making its way towards Kiev, and it seems like we've been hearing that for well over a week that they're just outside of Kiev. Uh, there are some logistical reasons that have bogged down that uh, convoy. We'll talk about that in the 4 o'clock hour. Oh, we visit the fraud files again. This time it's a mother and son. Isn't that nice? A mother and son conspired together to use the personal identifiable information that's called PII of 9,043 people and the mother fraudulently filed for $145,200 in stimulus checks. Oh, did I mention the son's on death row? <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in for good measure. Nice family. So this was a prisoner and his mother who conspired, and Sheila Denise Dunlap did plead guilty in federal court to engaging in this conspiracy to commit wire fraud and aggravated 
identity theft. Now, this was not... Aggravated identity theft? Yeah, aggravated. What, did you steal the identity, then insult it? That sounds like an enhancement term that George Gascon would not like. Aggravated. Aggravated. Wait, you, you punched the person, and then you stole his wallet. I, I know. That's like the mayhem, those charges they throw in you, and I always find those uh, interesting. Uh, this was not uh, California's Employment Development Department that got ripped off. This was the federal stimulus program. Remember the CARES Act? This was called an EIP payment, economic <laughs> impact payment. That's a lot of acronyms. That's what they, I know. Well, it makes it easier for them to write it in their reports and stuff. They can just reduce it to three letters. Uh, it was part of the CARES Act. That's the federal relief bill that was signed into law in March uh, two years ago. And um, under the provision, individuals who made less than $99,000 on their 2019 tax return and those whose income was sufficiently low that a tax return filing was not required, <laughs> known as non-filers, were eligible to get this money. So so this, this son, who's on death row, stole the personal information of fellow prisoners. How did he get so many, and, though? And gave it to his mother. She ended up with 9,043 personal identifiable information pieces. Maybe, how maybe, did she, maybe how did they do that? Maybe somebody... Uh, they must have tapped into some database. Yeah, that's what it would be. Must have but, got a printout. But he, he's serving a capital sentence on death row in San Quentin. How do you get that kind of freedom to be able to... I wonder did if he uh, pay somebody who paid somebody else to give him a list of uh, all this. Probably I, somebody in the uh, data department of the prison. It's got to be an employee, and I was would getting so, and was right. getting a cut. Right. Like he he befriended the employee, got the names and social security numbers, whatever else, and then fed it to mom, and mom took it from there. Yeah. So. What they did was they used this personal information to file multiple fraudulent claims for this economic impact payment. And by the way, it's about $1,200 per adult, $500 for each qualifying child. Uh, they made them through the IRS, and they have an online portal to do that. And every time, she listed her own Bank of America account to receive the payments. I guess nobody was cross-matching. Hey, you know, there's like 9,000 people that have filed for the economic impact, and all the money's going to this one lady's account. Anybody want to look into that? <laughs> hey, but she got the money. I mean, nobody she stopped did. her. It was one hundred forty-seven thousand, right? So, and I guess she, they eventually caught her because she did this two years ago. Yeah, eventually, but I mean, in the act, repeatedly putting in her address, what nine thousand times? Her, her Bank of America account. Yeah. Nine thousand times? Shouldn't an alarm have gone off right there? Yes, in the it, moment. Keep going to the same account at Bank of America. Do you know anything about this? I guess the IRS didn't care. That's Again, they, everybody was desperate to get the money out to people who were really, really uh, in need. It's also she's kind of stupid because then you're a sitting duck. Right. If somebody decides to do a, an investigation. Yeah, apparently he sent her an email spreadsheet containing the 9,043 yeah. individuals' personal information. Yeah. So there should... And he, he also said, try to get the ones that look younger so they likely wouldn't have jobs, so they qualified because they're non-filers. He really looked up uh, all the rules on this. What a nice family, huh? She now faces uh, up to 20 years in prison. Good. That means she could room with her son. Put her on death row, too. What a waste. All right, the ugly gas prices coming up next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has news. KFI AM 640. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.